Get in line, schlep. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Axe and Iron Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Roy Scott from Vintage Axe Works. And we are here with Guy from the Meandering Maker. That was the most uneventful opening you want it, you ever. Want more than that? I was, you want more was, than that? I mean, seriously. <laughs> great. Maybe my, maybe my standards are too low. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 it had my name in it. You I'm want another one? No. This I'm, gonna like? ha- I'm, I'm gonna have to freaking like? find this something in the like, middle right? here. <laughs> Guy, tell us about yourself. You are in the bushcraft world, it seems. Yes, sir. Can you tell, tell us, us? Can you tell us? Can you tell us your last name first? Sure, Deneen. 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 It's Irish. Really? Guy Deneen. You can find him at the Meandering Maker if you guys want to look. Look him up as we're talking. Guy, tell us what it is that you do. So I make gear, outdoor gear, out of canvas, leather, and uh, and brass. And that's pretty much it. Um, primarily, or uh, the biggest part of my line is packs, what I'm pretty like, probably best known for. Um, okay. And... Uh, I make some packs of all sizes, and you know they're I think what you would put in the category of traditional, right? And that word gets tossed around a lot because yep. it gets tossed around. There's there's kind of a couple of different categories. You, know, you slice the market a couple of different ways, but there's kind of tactical, right? It's kind of maxpedition, you know, almost army like modern infantry kind of deal. And then sort of the you know the hidden woodsman is kind of more in the a more classic classic tactical it's still nylon it's still sort of the you know the more modern materials but my stuff is you know it's the, it's the stuff they use back you know in the, the turn of the century right it's just sort of impregnated canvas with wax leather rivets thread it'll last you forever it's heavy as fuck but you know that's not why you buy it um and so we do everything from packs we've got a couple different um other pieces of gear we've got an axe carrier I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Roy's certainly seen um, it's really popular. Um, we do small little pouches um, and a couple other little things, but PAX is mostly what people are know us for. So for so, the record, Chris, whenever he uh-huh. said that's the hidden woodsman, that's another big bushcraft guy. I know, like, they just okay. lost, so you had no idea. Yeah, no, he's, he, Tell he's, us what bushcraft means to you, guy. What is bushcraft? <laughs> <laughs> so 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 your profile says distinctive handcrafted gear for outdoor enthusiasts it doesn't say bushcraft but i right. kind of see you're leaning towards uh the way the style of your packs are it's kind of right. old looking uh I, i'm mostly interested in the handcrafted part is that you yep yep, yep absolutely so everything we do is by hand we you know, we cut it, we we sew it, we rivet it. I mean, everything is, you know, we buy big rolls of canvas and big rolls of leather. And, and I say we because my family helps me out. So my wife is an uh-huh. expert quilter. And so, she, uh, in fact, you know, we make these great little possibles pouches, and she makes all of those, you know, front to back now. And um, so it's kind of a family affair, but, it's, you know, it's, it's mostly my business. And, um, you know, the, so the reason that I don't say bushcraft is because uh-huh. well, that's a, you know, part <laughs> You know, partly, you know, I mean, that can be a real bu- bullshit term, right? Um, yeah. Because, you know, when Thank I think you. of so, you know, so I, you know, I, but I see, so I see like, um, so uh, I'm really good friends with a guy, um, um, Johnny on Instagram, and his handle is the Simple Woodsman. Roy uh-huh. might kind of come across him. Um, the Simple Woodsman? Yeah, yeah. Woodsman? Uh-huh. Uh, and this maybe. dude, this guy, he, he'll go out in the bush for a weekend and he'll build a canoe out of reeds and bamboo. He'll build, I mean, you know, truly, like, he'll go out with a knife and no shoes, <laughs> you know, and a handful of, handful of mushrooms. And three days later, he's built a homestead and he's got a canoe and he's got a working, you know, water filter and all that shit. And that's, like, that's the real definition of bushcraft for me. You know, it's oh, like right. truly going out and you know, creating things from hand and using what the knowledge you've got. But that is not what most of us are doing. It's certainly not what I'm doing. 
Right. You know, when I think of bushcraft, I mean that that's what bushcraft is to me. So that's why I don't say I make packs for bushcraft, right? So but, it was, was kind of like a buzzword, like what five, six, seven, eight years ago. Like bushcraft was a hot word, and it was all yeah. over TV, and you had all these survivalist yeah. guys using the term bushcraft, and it's like, and then they w- flew home to their one point three million dollar mansions when the <laughs> show was over. <laughs> well, and, you know, I mean, you know. I think for me, it describes a particular way of going out into the woods. But, you know, the thing that, you know, and you got people all the time, you know, bitching about, oh, what you're doing isn't bushcraft. That's not real. That's not legit. How much did that knife cost? How much did that aft cost? I'm like, right. you, I don't care. I've got a really nice axe and I want to go out into the woods with it. I'm going to take it with me. I'm going to get in my canoe and I'm going to go, you know, hang out in the woods for a while. And if I want to bring 60 pounds worth of gear to do it, then that's what I'm going to do. But I don't call that bushcraft. I don't call right. myself a bushcrafter. I can make feather sticks, you know, and I can do all the nifty stuff. But, yeah. you know, for me, in fact, that's kind of part of my thing. I'm like, I, especially like I build gear that's heavy. One of my packs is my biggest <laughs> pack. The biggest pack, the M3 that I just came out with, unloaded, it's like eight pounds. All by wow. itself. Yeah, it's a heavy pack, but it's beautiful. It's got all natural materials. It was made by hand. And so for me, you know, when I go out, I mean, I can go out and camp, and that's fine. But I like to have stuff that I think is cool. I like to have stuff that I, that's special, right? So I bring an action yeah. boy made, and that's way cooler than, you know, the Holtzbrook I can buy at REI, right? I've got one of those too, but I'd rather have stuff that's personal for me. And so it's the same thing with my gear, I think. That's why people like that kind of stuff. You know, you can buy a $200 backpack from REI and it might last you for a long time. That doesn't mean it's crap, but you know, you can get something that's made out of materials that are meant to last forever over time. They look cooler. The more you use them, the dirtier they get, you know? And so that's kind of my approach. You know, I don't really care what you call it. It's more do what you like, take what you like and, you know, have a good time. And if people want to bitch about you at you for that, then, you know, fuck it, bring them on. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Hey, Chris. Zero Correct. interest in putting a backpack on, but these are super, super nice. These okay. are ridiculously nice. Like, you guys should go check out Meandering Maker's Instagram right now. Flip through his stuff because they're super crazy. What I want to know is how you got into this. Because so, I, I was going to ask a fucking question. Oh, God, you, God, you ran over me. <laughs> go God. ahead. What's up? What's the question? I'll give, you, I'll give you a dollar if you know what a feather stick is. Oh, I don't have a clue. <laughs> I don't have a clue. That's fine. That's funny. What's a feather stick. Are you gonna explain it to me? It's uh, you. You take a freaking piece of wood and you either and you use burn a knife it. Or That's an what you do with wood. You burn it. We've discussed right. this already. Right. You're right. <laughs> so how'd you get into this guy? That's what I want to know. Well, you know, how'd you get into making these beautiful. Or just call them packs, backpacks. I don't know what you call them. They're they're yeah, nice. Packs. Well, hang on, hang on a second. So, guy, the thing that I find most interesting about you and your your Instagram feed uh, was the trajectory of fucking growth. So, whenever I'm hanging out with all of my axe nerd friends, they're like, "Hey, you see that meandering definitely, maker guy? He just definitely nerds." Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> so, but, but axe well, nerd, So it's you know it's got some cred to it. Right. But they're like, dude, what's going on with this meandering maker guy? He just, he just like came on the scene out of fucking nowhere, and you went from like zero, I don't know, like to ten thousand to twenty. Like your growth has been fucking on fire, and and it's funny. Like we're all we always fucking talk about Instagram, but we all have different strategies, and the way that you post stuff. And your success is completely different than how I post stuff. I'm, I struggle to find like 10 words in a fucking post for a description. And and if you look at yours, it's like, dude, I need to sit down on the toilet and like <laughs> I s- settle in to Set read aside one of your posts. Read a meandering maker post, right? <laughs> so, I don't know. So, uh, getting back to... Um, how you got started? How you got started? Yeah. Tell. Can you tell us about the name first? I've always been curious about your name. I think it's. A, I think I love the name. Well, I appreciate that. So you know, so you know, my secret identity, 
you know, in the world is, um, you know, I, I have for probably 20 years now been running a digital marketing company. I started that back in 2000. Uh, well, 2006, I guess, when I moved to Dallas. So I've been self-employed for, you know, my most of my adult life. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, building websites and, you know, doing social media. So I've got some experience there. And, you know, but when I grew up, you know, my dad was a master carpenter. And I grew up in the, you know, the Shenandoah Valley in Virginia. And, you know, back when, you know, you could have a childhood like that, you know, and just hanging out in the creek and the river and, you know, building shit and... Like a lot of people, I think they say, right? They talk about how they got into bushcraft or whatever. We're like, I don't know. We were just running around setting shit on fire. That's what we called it. But wait, uh, are you still in Virginia? No, I'm in Dallas, Texas now. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Texas forever. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, people say, you know, I, 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 I wasn't born here, but I got here as quick as I could. Yeah. Oh my God. Texas, I'm the opposite. Every I got oh, here. I've been you. here 20 years, and I can't wait to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yes. Are you actually no, in the a, city? Uh, I'm. We're in the suburbs. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. No, I'm a Virginia country boy for sure. Oh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm in yeah. Maryland, so. I oh, are you really? Yeah. Oh, right on. Yep, yep. Yep. Um. Now I forgot the question. How I got started? Is that it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just take it. Just pop I'm, another I'm drinking cold one. Straight gin in case anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody that it. comes on the everybody comes on the podcast feels like they need to get drunk before they. Oh call. yeah, no, I, so, yeah, I, I think I that's like, a sign. What am I going to drink? Am I going to? It's an a, it's an absolute requisite. <laughs> We're throwing that out there. Every fucking guest on here better have a cold one to freaking drink while they're on the goddamn show. <laughs> I'm prepared. That's right. That's right. Oh um, Jesus. So anyway, um, you know, I, how'd you get started? I've Back always, I always, so, you know, so much of my career, so much of my day is spent at a computer, right? Like uh -huh. so many, like, even if you work from with your hands, you get your phone in your hand all the time. And, you know, so I was, I've always been looking for something to, you know, just something else to do, you know, that isn't computer. So I've been into mountain bikes. I've been into drones. I did a lot of drone stuff for a while, you know, just anything that's just different. Like I, I like technology. I like trying new stuff. And, um, right. I just kind of turned my attention to, um, you know, honestly, I was actually, I was, I was interested in getting into hammock camping totally uh -huh. randomly. I'm like, that sounds, huh. I mean, I bought an, you know, hammock and I'm like, what if I could go out and sleep in this? And I found, yeah. you're sure you hear this same story from everybody. I found a Joe Robinette video because I did, and he and he did a thing on hammock camping. I'm like, and I so I watched his other videos, and I started watching other videos, and I'm like, oh, there's this whole world of the, people. There is a total subculture of fucking it, hammock campers. You're not it's really. Just, it, I'm serious. With just the bushcraft, with just the bushcraft. You know the knives and the axes and all because I'm a real gear hound. I don't know if Roy probably knows that, but you know I just I love new shit. I love new gear and you know and so I found I kind of discovered this whole world of you know with, with bushcraft, right? But what does that mean? It's like all the different you know all the cooking gear and all the knife gear and this is what people bitch about and troll about online, by the way. Like it's not about the gear, but for me it's totally about the gear. So. <laughs> That's, so that's a good getting, way to be. That's yeah, a, I mean, that's the opposite it, side of it, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no shame in my game about that. So no. anyway, so I started, um, I started just kind of researching because I thought it was interesting. I'm like, there's this whole world out there. I don't know anything about like there's different kinds of knives and different kinds of axes, and I've just got this little hatchet. I don't know shit. So I wanted to just kind of start to build a kit and start doing because I've never since Boy Scouts gone out to the woods and spent the night by myself. Like I'd never done that in my life. Oh, did we lose Chris? Whoa. What the hell? What What did you do? I didn't do anything. It just dropped. He disappeared. He's back. God, he's back. You're going to have to All edit. Right, keep going. going. I'm not editing that <laughs> right, <out>. Edit. <laughs> so anyway, so, um, so, you know, I just kind of started. I'm like, All right, I'm going to. I'm gonna I'm going to get into this. I'm going to build a cool kit. I'm going to get a cool knife. I'm going to get a cool axe. And I'm just going to kind of start. Seeing what this whole scene's all about, maybe go out and march off into the woods and do some feather sticking and build some, you know, just kind of see what this is all about. It sounded really fun. And so, you know, quickly you figure out, well, you're going to need a pack, right? And that's part of the scene, right? You got what's what's your pack? Is it a hidden woodsman pack? Is it Max Petition? Is it an old army surplus pack? And I looked at all that stuff and I didn't know, I mean, I didn't know shit about any of it. I mean, I didn't know anything about, I mean, I, my backpacks are 
you know, Jansport backpacks from REI. It's the only backpacks I've ever had. I never thought of a backpack as a, a piece of gear that you take out camping with you. Right. So, I started so what year? What event. year is this? Two and a half years ago. Okay. Not wow. long at all. Yeah. yeah, not long at all. Um, okay. And I, That's surprising. Inevitab- is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's quick. But and I anyway, go ahead. Stumbled, I eventually stumbled onto Frost River and Duluth, right? So there are the two manufacturers in the U.S. that make these wax canvas and leather packs. And, you know, there are other small makers out there that do it, but they're the two... They're the two big companies, and really they used to be the same company, and they split off. And Duluth kind of has gone into more, or they make, you know, weekender bags and more style-type stuff. And so Frost River, their roots is really in canoe camping and bushcrafting. And so so I zeroed in on that, and I think I saw a video of somebody who had one of those packs. I'm like, that's what I'm looking for. It just, I mean, not to sound dramatic, but it just kind of spoke to me. It just kind of felt better. I don't want a pack that's got plastic clips and, right. you know, velcro and shit i just that didn't feel like something you want to go out into the woods with you know i don't want to take plastic and velcro to the woods i want to take stuff that feels natural out to the woods right. so and then i you know so i, I started I'm, looking at their bags and i <laughs> sorry i'm laughing on i'm laughing on the inside because i'm i'm a backpacker i've been backpacking for oh so you're like years. ultra light nylon uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that later <laughs> All right, all right. Um, so I saw theirs, and you know, let me be on the record. Let me be audio, first time podcast on the record as saying that I've got nothing but respect for those guys. People are constantly trying to get me to talk shit about Frost River and Duluth, and you know, they're a big company, and so everybody, you know, you run across a lot of people who have had bad customer experiences or whatever, so they're real vocal, but I think they're great. They're an American company. They've been in business 100 years, and they're still making stuff the old-fashioned way. It's badass. But I just felt like they were really basic. You know, they they just attach a piece of leather with a couple rivets, and they're, you know, it's just not very refined. You know, it's just... What cat. is that <laughs> noise? Is that a Art, kid or a cat? One the, one no problem. <laughs> oh my god! Guys, guys, skinning cats in his basement. Oh, there we go. Oh, Corona! Little little cat with a little Corona on top of it. Jesus. So, guy is uh, removing the cat that he's probably um, skinning. Never, never mind. Never mind. Meandering Maker Backpacks brought to you by the finest cat. Yeah, ignore, the, <laughs> ignore the screaming. Ignore the screaming in the back. Nothing to see here. Ignore that. Right on. So, so all anyway. your stuff is made in-house at your place. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Chris. Literally, he, literally in the house. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. He, he has shown videos and done live feed of his setup. He, dude, this yeah. guy's got like a fucking inventory. He's got barcodes and shit on his all of his little bins. He know he's got a oh, like cool. a, a a pick list that he goes through to build each of those freaking packs. It's the like organi- the organization to the fucking T. Like so, let's talk about when <clears throat> this started. This started when last year. The actual pack building in house. I think my first Instagram post on Meandering Maker was literally January 1st, 2018. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. And you asked, so I'm terrible at telling this story. This oh, how did you okay. get started? That's why do it's 15 I, do minutes I need later. Op- just so you do guys I need know. to open another beer? No, I mean, <laughs> just telling you, that's why I suck at it. I'm like, well, you know, 30 minutes later, you're like, all right, shut the fuck up, dude. But <laughs> Get the asked, fucking train you asked, I'd, have, I'd have no problem telling you that either, by the way. <laughs> okay, good. You asked about... fucking asshole. Yeah, that, that's good, that's good. You asked, you asked where the name Meandering Maker came from, so... Yeah, um, you know, so yeah 20 my, minutes ago. Yeah, I know, exactly. It's hot. Point. That's what I'm trying to tell you. you you're going to be sorry you asked me. No, this. you're fine, uh, buddy. Um, so my wife, um, you know, she's brilliant at a lot of things. And um, and she was looking for a creative outlet a bunch of years ago. And she, you know, she sews things and makes things. And she's had a couple businesses herself. And she was just kind of looking for a creative outlet herself. So she created this Instagram account called uh, My Wandering Path. And it's, it's just, you know, her just kind of 
journey through all the different things she's doing and trying to, you know, just avoid the, I got to do this on social media and I got to do that yeah, and yeah, make yeah. it look like this. Trying to just be creative and express yourself without falling into all that shit. And so a couple of years ago, I just kind of hit a bit of a wall with my other business. I'm like, I got to do something else. I got to do something different. I want to just do something that's not, there's no pressure. I'm just going to post shit. I'm going to make stuff that I like. I don't care what it is. I'm going to make some leather stuff. I'm going to make whatever. And Sounds I'm going to call like me. And so, <laughs> Yeah. And I just, so, I, so meandering maker is kind of a nod to my wandering path. It's kind of my, it's kind of, uh, you know, because okay. I, kind of I kind of felt like it was very similar to kind of what she was doing because it was, I didn't start out to make a business. And I certainly didn't start out to make backpacks. I started an Instagram account. And I'm like, yeah. you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make shit. And at first I was making sheaths. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make some sheaths. I'm going to make some axe masks. In fact, I think the first thing I ever made was a collar, you know, for an axe. And I'm going to just post stuff and just for fun, you know, just to see what this scene is all about. Like mostly I was interested in just the bushcraft social media scene and just be like, who are the players? Who are these people? Who are all these brands? What's that all about? And just kind of see if I could get into it. And, you know, from there, I'm like, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just a serial entrepreneur. So from there, I'm like, I don't know, there seems to be like a, there's a whole marketplace here of people who like to go out into the woods and they get advice on what they should take to the woods by going on social media. Yeah. So, so Chris, this is the interesting thing about this market. Um, Uh All of, all of these fucking people are I shouldn't say all of them. The majority of these fucking people are gearheads, right? So yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I got, I got, I got to have this. I got to have this. I got to have this. And you know what it takes to to get gear? Fucking money. So right. surprisingly and counterintuitively, bushcraft guys they like to be all minimalistic, but they but they spend, spend like gobs of they money. They spend fuck tons of money buying the newest and latest and greatest gear. That's and crazy. And they don't, they don't, I think there's a lot of carryover, um, crossover, excuse me, uh, customers between Meandering Maker and Vintage Axe Works because sure. uh-huh. um, people like premium stuff. And if you're going to spend X number of dollars on something, fucking save up your money and buy the best that you can absolutely afford. And whenever you're looking at packs, Meandering Maker sticks out. Whenever you're looking at axes, Vintage Axe Works, so... They're like people are willing to spend top dollar on for good stuff. Good, good right. shit. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second because uh, it's no secret. I can go to your website and see, but what's your um your price points? So your your starter pack, so to speak, like the River Ruck or the three day pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the River yeah. Ruck would probably be the easiest one. That's like yeah. your your entry level pack, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's the smallest one, and that's two ninety five. And that's uh-huh. just and that's without options and then there's all kinds of options you can add on top of that, a leather bottom panel, a couple of zipper pouches, and a couple of different things. And you know I'll oh, tell you. Okay. And then you got the M3. That's right, the M3. That's the big boy. So the M3 is actually, um, you know, when I started making these, they were just a natural evolution. You know, the first pack I ever made was the day pack, and that's the one that got it's got two sides side pockets with just drawstrings and. That's literally the first pack I ever made for myself. I mean, I just, I've got a, like the first YouTube video on my channel is just me sitting in the woods, just talking about that day pack. And it wasn't even to try to sell them. It was just like, Hey, you know, I'm a guy in the woods and I made this pack and you know, people started asking about it. But, um, that M3 is a serious looking piece of equipment. <laughs> so, you know, for, for the better part of a year, my most popular pack was the three day pack. And, oh, okay. And what's it's interesting because in this so this is what's really interesting about this market is that it's it was my most expensive pack and okay. by far my most popular yeah. by far and also interestingly the pack that people add the most options to even though it's the most expensive in fact most people last year when I built of all the production runs of of, of three day packs I did last year. Almost everybody chose every single option. They added a sternum strap. They added a leather bottom panel. They added inside zipper pouches. They added everything they could add to it. And this is what speaks to Roy's point, which is that 
if you're going to spend $500 on a fucking backpack, then you're going to mm-hmm. get everything you want. You're going to get every bell and whistle you want because it's, you know, and especially with packs like mine, like that's an investment, you know, I mean, you're going to use that Absolutely. Pack forever, yeah. you know, so it's, but the three day pack was actually buy ones, cry ones, right? That's right. That's right. That's right. I love this uh, on the website's current lead time, six to eight weeks. Is that how long it takes to assemble one? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty serious. He's got it. He's got his kids ass. out there working. Get to yeah, work. Let me tell you. Faster, let me faster, tell you. So no, that was it was kind of a smart ass question, but right. I'm assuming you're se- you're selling that many. Are you selling a lot right now? How's the market? Uh, is is the current uh, country climate driving what you're what you have going on? Are there like preppers and you know those kind of guys buying your stuff? I mean, you know, you know how's business? A, a, so you know, <laughs> business is business is good right now. You know, I actually. For a long time, was I would I would you know I was like I'm like a knife maker right like I would open up the books for a short period of time and then close them because okay. you know, any small maker will tell you if you just leave the open all the time and you don't have a process you know so Roy mentioned my barcodes and all that shit well I didn't have any yeah. of that shit a couple of years ago I'm like the worst problem an entrepreneur ever has is oh shit all of a sudden I'm successful and I've got 150 orders. What the fuck do I do? Especially when you got a full-time job and a family and it went from this fun little hobby to, oh shit, now I got all these people's money and they're waiting for all their shit, right? So the yeah. way you manage that is shut the books. So you shut, yeah. stop, stop right. leading so you yeah. can catch up. But yeah. just this last month, you know, I decided I'm just going to, now I've got a process. I've got, you know, suppliers in place that can cut things for me so I can do a lot faster. So now... I just leave the books open completely and we just build orders as they happen. And so far, you know, it's been pretty good. And I'll tell you my theory about that. And I'd be curious what you also have to say about this. But my theory is that, you know, there's because I, I've got customers on the whole spectrum. I mean, I've got blue collar customers who, you know, I've got guys who literally they work on an oil rig in Texas. They come off for a month for the year. And yeah, that mm-hmm. month they come off the rig. They're in the woods. And sure. They, those guys make good money. And yeah. so they're going to spend $1,000 on a backpack for the four weeks they get to spend in the woods before they have to go back to the fucking oil rig, right? Right. And then, you know, you got plenty of guys who, yeah, they've got plenty of money and they're just, you know, they're going to want to buy all the coolest stuff. But so I, I hear from some people who say, oh, man, I was just about to buy a pack from you, and but now I can't because I got laid off or whatever. It's hitting some people. But I've had people who literally contacted me just like last week saying, I'm gonna buy one of your packs because I gotta do something to make myself feel better. I gotta need something to look forward to. So I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one of those packs and pack it up and be ready to get out, you know, get the fuck out of the house here in a month or that's so awesome. and let me go. Yeah. yeah so cool. So they're they're the boredom buying is actual it's an actual thing. People yeah. are just bored to tears. Yeah. And, and whether they're they're laid off or they're going just going to work and coming home. They can't go out and do anything else. People, in general, are bored to freaking death. It's something and, to look forward to, you know. I mean, yeah. Just some, I mean, we all know that feeling, like you know, when the when the mailman or the UPS guy shows up with a new piece of gear that you get to open up, I and mean, that's addictive. If you're oh, if yeah. you're a gearhead like I am, like man, that's that's how you end up with you know 300 knives and. I see something and... pretty interesting that looks really cool is the saw and axe sling with removable yeah. pouch. You make that as well? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That's yeah. so, cool. Hang on. Did you know how to sew and fa- and put shit together like any of that stuff? No. Because that seems like a pretty high level difficulty like trying to I like I couldn't even sew up a pair of fucking underwear or something, like <laughs> let alone a god a goddamn backpack. I think the better question is why do you have holy underwear? Yeah, how'd you how'd you get into sewing and, and assembly? Yeah. And, and don't so you ha- I... don't you have a 
a special sewing machine to do this stuff? It's not just yeah, like some couple, fucking. Yeah, no, you gotta you get you have to have an industrial like a serious yeah. you know industrial sewing machine. And those you know, can get pretty pretty pricey pretty quick, right? Yeah, I mean, so last year, you know, so 2018, like you say, like that was my big year of like just kind of crazy growth on social media and crazy growth for the brand. And so in 2019, you know, I deliberately kind of did a lot of promotion. I had closed the books and I built up a lot of anticipation for opening mm-hmm. books in 19 and i opened up the books in 2019 at nine at like march 1st 2019 at nine o'clock in the morning and i had I, they were very specifically and very deliberately built up you know a lot of anticipation and i mean we sold you know hundreds of packs and bags or whatever like in the, in the first day wow so, jeez yeah, 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 and so good I for you. Everything from that year and invested it back in the business. We got two sewing machines, a serger. I spent, you know, you see on my feet all those cool, you know, leather machines from Weaver Leather, like all that stuff. Like I spent yeah. all the money back into just getting all of those machines and all that stuff, so that we could do that stuff at scale. You know, do stuff repeatable, so we're not. I mean, when I feel when I did my first, I think like ten packs. Yeah. So for for all the fucking guys out there that are like, must be nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, so what what I heard you just say was, I built up this anticipation. I took all of these orders and I invested Put everything into back the- into the comp. So what does that equate to for the common person? That means Meandering Maker made like n- almost no money because you went. Everything went back into the company. I didn't so, go buy a four wheeler. I didn't go on vacation. I took all that money. I mean, that's because an entrepreneur they see that money yeah. and they're like, "Fuck yeah!" Now I can get more stuff for the business. Get yeah. bigger, be faster. It's, I need more supplies. I need more equipment. I, I, that's right. And it and then it's incremental efficiencies, right? Well, I had this machine, but if I spend five hundred extra dollars, I could go buy this machine. And be right. twice as fast on this one fucking process. That's right. That's exactly right. Because so you're, this... you're, you're investing five, ten years down the road. And and I get right. so fucking sick of people saying, must be nice. You're hiding all that fucking money. You Do know, they really say jacket. that to you? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I never hear that. Nobody, Nobody's ever said that to me. Well, just wait until you get as successful as this motherfucker. Oh, right, right, yeah. so I was gonna say, I mean, I'm not in your league. I'm not in your Jesus league. Jesus so. Christ! Roy's got yes, an they, extra wide camera on his face right now to pick up the entire size of his head. <laughs> Look at my head. Look his at ego's my head. so inflated. So, guys, this no. is what you're doing uh, full time now. Is this uh, your full time job? Mostly now. Um, mostly now. You know. So. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't spending money on marketing right now, you know, so it's actually it's actually been kind of cool because, um, you know, over the course of time, I've been putting more and more time, you know, you know, like I say, I didn't start out to do this business. And so it's been a constant, you know, am I good? I mean, Roy, I don't know how you started, but, you know, a lot of the guys that I talked to. Wait, you know, say that, that one more time, guy. You broke up. You went, you sorry. went robot on us. What'd you sorry, say? Sorry. Um, so, I mean, I don't know how Roy started, but I talked to, you know, like Chris Killinger and those guys, you know, some buddies I know who there's a, there's a, there's a point where mm-hmm. if you start to make stuff and you all of a sudden become successful and it's not your full-time job, you got a decision to make. And that decision is, am I going to continue? Because what we know, at least so far about this market is that if something new and really fucking good comes on the market, there's going to be a demand for it because people are always looking for new good stuff. Yeah. And you start to build a popular product and a popular brand, then you've got to decide, am I just going to ride it? Am I going to just, am I going to let the borders keep coming in and just see where it goes? Or am I, and know that I'm going to be working late nights and I'm going to be doing double duty. I'm going to be running two businesses, taking time from my family. Or am I just going to say, nope, I only do, you know, I take 20 orders a year. It's just my hobby, and that's all I do, right? Right, and you right. Just, you, you, you make that decision. And for me, I've always felt like, well, really what I want to do is I want to scale it as much as I can scale it. I mean, I don't want a factory and all that shit. Like, I want to do as much as I can do, and I would love to do it full time. And, you know, I know I look young and beautiful and handsome, but, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm at the point in my life where, you know, my kids will be out of high school and on to college, you know, and eventually, you know, 
I'll want to move into what I want to do, you know, when it's just me and my wife. And so that's the plan for me, Andrew Maker. You know, that is really what I want to do full time. But it, I've not been completely able to do that until, you know, just recently where I've, I feel like I've got enough of a foothold and enough of a brand and enough of a platform. And with this stupid fucking COVID thing, you know, a lot of our clients and my other business, they slammed on the brakes. And so mm-hmm. I saw that. Um, so I saw that as an opportunity. I'm like, well, fuck it then. I'm going to spend all my time on this. Right. So, so, well, you know, it's so moment, it is kind of what I'm doing for time. So the other thing that I, w- I was actually talking to my wife about this today, um, because my business has not slowed down one bit um, through all this bullshit stuff. And so I'm sitting there trying to rack my brain. Yeah, there's the boredom buying. And I was talking to her today and I said, you know what? I bet a lot of my customers are the blue collar guys that, you know, they they're either they're loggers. They're uh, one guy works for a pipe company. Chris Killinger, he, he works. Um, he's a mechanic. So the guys that are into our stuff, they use their hands for a living. They're freaking they're essential employees. They work at a factory. They keep the fucking right. the country rolling. No, no, that's right. Yeah. Um, so they fact, have heard a lot of a lot of guys said that their paychecks are still coming in. So thank God yeah. for that, and thank God for an honest wage for honest guys. You know, like that's they're right. out there busting their fucking asses, using their goddamn hands all the time, and right. thankfully they see value in high end gear that we sell and make and yeah i've thank seen the that, lord that they i have i've come across that exact thing like a lot of guys saying the exact same thing you know they're they're emts they're you know at least here i don't think as much in canada actually but here in the u.s you know residential construction is still an essential service yeah. driving trucks is an essential service you know using a welder working in a factory like a lot of those things are essential services so yeah like a lot of the a lot of the guys that you would expect to be in the crosshairs really not you know they're because you're right yeah a lot of my customers are the same way they work with their hands they're carpenters they're mechanics yeah. they're whatever and so they and actually it's, it's, so i i've got two two i i've got several different types of customers but you can put them into two camps the blue collar and the white collar and the blue collar guys they thank god they see freaking value in in what we do and they're uh, they're not afraid to pay a premium for it because they appreciate they work with their hands they want good tools they want good gear right right that's absolutely right what what about what about you chris what like i I don't want to get into a whole freaking corona conversation or anything but in in terms of blacksmithing and stuff it sucks what people like yeah died off last week like really? week before, we were slammed. <laughs> we're also we business is great, man. What's the yeah. <laughs> I'm like, go ahead. Uh, He's like, shut the fuck up. No. no, the week before it was great. We were doing fantastic. We couldn't make enough stuff. And then this week, it just like, it just. I think uncertainty is uh, what's happening right now with people. But I also sell to different people than you guys do so um the products that we're putting out are kind of like more for fun and like you know you guys work with your shit but the stuff we put out is like either fantasy weapons or you know bottle openers and crazy axes and stuff like that it's just like those are did you really just say fantasy weapons (laughs) you've seen the you've seen the youtube channel yes i know but hearing it out of your fucking mouth After I all mean, these goddamn episodes, dude, I hate nuts. I, I, hate I, I could tell you what but they're not fancy what, weapons. I can tell you what we're working on right, what they're working on right now, and it is like I'm like, oh god, okay. But the market, <laughs> let me tell you something. You can combine all the bushcrafters and all the guys that like axes, and they still won't even equal a quarter of the nerds living in their mother's yeah, basement. Say, <laughs> oh yeah, those oh. guys. Yeah, Hands video down. game, yep. video game guys, and yeah. movie nerds. He's got a Guardians of the Galaxy poster behind him right now. Yeah, I mean, we sell. Uh, your son probably watches our YouTube channel. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a big. 
Yeah. I hear so, you. I, I, uh, I've never, ever been into video games. Like, maybe when I was, like, 10 or something, when they first right. came out. But, dude, the video games can fuck off. I, I ain't got time for that it's shit. huge, huge business. It's a giant market. And it's I mean, funny how, like, 30- and 40-year-old men are, like, the number one customer of video games today. It's just ridiculous. You know, God, I wish I could be into them because I think, like, I get how it could be, like, it's so relaxing to be just like in a you know an immersive world, but right. so my, my my son's a big gamer and we don't you know we don't he doesn't have a TV or anything in his room, so we put the PlayStation down in our living room. So he's yeah. like, like I sit down with with him and like we we he plays and I hang out with him like we spend hours doing that, but like I literally I can't work the controllers like he gets me shit. Yeah, I just I yeah. literally like I bump into walls and shit. He's like okay, let me get back, but. I'm like, I wish I, I literally just can't. I mean, I just can't. Yeah. I, yeah. I Have you ever seen Chris's man hands? He can't fucking hang on to one of those yeah. things. No, <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Um, like, let's talk about photography because your Instagram yeah. feed is who's doing that. This all I have to. I keep, I'm like the worst radio subject because I keep holding shit up to the camera. Is it, but you're actually using all, your phone. That's all iPhone. Yeah. Wow. That is. You gotta give me some tips and tricks then, because that's awesome. I tell you, I tell you what. I decided a lot. I mean, I've got a DSLR, but you know, I think I'll tell you what the 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 biggest advantage of my experience in advertising and social media that I had from many years and being in this business is deciding what I don't want to fuck with. Right. Like, People ask about my website all the time, right? Like I've built, you know, my company's built huge e-commerce websites for giant clients. But when I decided I was going to start selling shit online, I'm like, I don't want to mess with anything. I don't want to write any code. I don't want to crop pictures. I don't want to be in photo. I don't want to do any of that shit. I want the easiest thing I can find. The same thing when I decided to start doing my Instagram, I'm like, I could use the DLS DSLR and I could get the fake, you know, layout thing and I could get the light box. And I did that way early on, but I know myself, I'm so ADD. I'm never going to do that shit every time. If I had to go and take a pack and put it in a light box and set up the DSLR, take the pictures, download them onto my computer, edit them and then post them to Instagram, I'd have three followers. There's no fucking way I'm going to do all that shit. So I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I just built myself, and I've got packs to build. I don't have time to do all that shit. I'm like, I'm just gonna use my phone. I'm Can just I gonna use my phone. Though? Are yeah. you using Are you using an app? No, like, I love. I just, no, I take pictures. Just... I take pictures. I don't use Instagram Dude, the, filters. The, the lighting's all perfect. It's no, like... I use the little. I use a little edit thing. Like I like to mess with you know the contrast and all that shit. Yeah. But I don't have a special. I don't have a filters app. I don't have a. No, I don't have any of that. I just I pull it into Instagram and then I move little sliders. Guys, packs just look that fucking good that the pictures just look sure. themselves. Yeah, man, these are awesome pictures. The first thing I thought was like, wow, this dude's got a professional photographer taking his Instagram pictures. Oh gosh, I, yeah, I appreciate yeah, no, that. But I mean, I just no, I just no, I just take pictures with my phone. I just yeah, can't these are get my head what right. what, uh, what iPhone do you have? May I ask? Oh, well, I have whatever this one is. I think the 10. I don't have the most recent. I'm not allowed to have the Roy, newest technology. We got to get better, only- Roy. We got oh, to get better. We got to get better. No, he's me got, and Roy no, he's got better. the yeah, no, he's got got the, the newest yeah, phones. Guys, and, and our photos don't look that good. <laughs> I, only only look. my son is allowed to have the most recent technology in the house whenever I buy something. And then yeah. I, whenever he buys something, and then it's I buy something newer. It's a bit yeah. of a problem, so I can't. I'm not allowed to have the newest thing. He's got the newest so, thing. I got to ask went, these, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I went from the 6s to the 11 Pro. That's how long oh, it took God. me that's, to switch. I'm going. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what I did. That's yep. exactly what I did. And I got this for Christmas. Like this was the only thing that I got right here. I mean, back in the day, from, I was from my wife. I was the technology guy. I wanted all the newest shit, but now I'm an old curmudgeon. I don't want any. I don't mind new stuff. I'm not afraid of new stuff, but I don't. I've got a perfectly good phone. The reason, I, the only yeah. time I ever buy a new phone is when the last one gets destroyed. I don't want right. the new one with the old one works. It's fine. So they make them sister... too fucking good these days. Yeah. And they make them every <laughs> yeah. year. So I'm like, what about I know the Stack Three? 
I'm supposed to be the guy who buys, you know, builds stuff out of materials that'll last forever. I don't want 18 fucking iPhones sticked and stacked in a drawer. Right. <laughs> so my sister lives in Dallas. My brother lives in South Texas. I know the the area. Where are you taking all these that look like you're in the Yellowstone National Forest pictures at? <laughs> Is this somewhere so, near you? you have a park or pro- something? Probably at like a hotel or something with all their plants, other man, their landscape. <laughs> you should you should see the other part of my son's bedroom. It's all trees and that's what I was just saying. Because Chris, yeah. I told you I'm taking pictures of the phone, but the whole basement is set up like an outdoor landscape. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so are you just going to a park or something? Because they're really nice, um, nice looking wherever you're at. So, um, you know, so I'm from the East Coast. I'm from Virginia, and I grew up in Virginia in the Shenandoah Valley and the mountains and all that. And you know, when we, you know, I've been in Texas for so long, and you know, there's People who are, <laughs> you know, much love to the Texans who love yep. Texas. Yep. You know, I, I, they, I feel that you're stalling here. <laughs> and they love and they love their hill country and they love, you know, but Texas is just kind of flat and, you know, there's just not a lot to see. And usually when I'm leaving Dallas is to get out of Texas, to be honest with you. But a few years ago, we discovered uh, Arkansas and oh, okay. Northwest Arkansas in particular. And that's where the Ozarks are. And that's about a five-hour drive. And I'll tell you what, man. Talk about one of the most beautiful, natural places you'll ever find in your life. I mean, the landscape is, you know, there's mountains there. There's real rivers and streams and, you know, all that shit. Their, their state parks are all free. No charge mm-hmm. in any of the state parks, unlike, unlike Texas and a lot of other places. There's thousands and thousands of acres of just open land, you know, where you can, I mean, you can go out and camp and you can do whatever. A lot of them you can go and hunt and you can take your four-wheelers out there. It's not super regulated. There's, um, you know, much of that geology in that uh, area is limestone. So all of the creeks are, are this beautiful aqua blue from the limestone. Like, it's just fucking gorgeous. And it's just five hours up the road, just north. I mean, it's like... Drive through Oklahoma, you turn right, you turn left, and you're in Arkansas. So most of my, hey, I'm out here doing cool bushcrafting shit, that's in Arkansas. Uh, okay. You because... freaking poser guy. You... <laughs> <laughs> you're not even doing <laughs> Going to a staged area to take... So what do you do? Yeah. Load up all your stuff and then take like a hundred photos? Well, yes. Let, listen, no shade. Right let, me exactly That's fine. Exactly. let me tell you exactly okay. what I do. So all you post- bushcraft guys and axe guys that want a guy on here, you can see oh, yeah. how no, fake no, no. No, no, no. Yeah, please. No. If anybody requested me as a bushcraft expert, they got the wrong dude. Because let me tell you what I do. God. I take... My 35 foot RV, and I hook it up to my 250 Super Duty truck. <laughs> there you go. Every everyone take, in Texas I, has I a take fucking a Super gallon, Duty. I take a 30 gallon tub, and I put every pack and every pouch and every knife and every. Last time I went up there, I took my my Black Raven, and I put a couple. Of, woo! Awesome. Like, but well, you know, because mostly what what I'll, so what I'll do is I'll go up, and there's a great state state park up there that i really really love and so what i do is i go up i'll take my dog we'll drive up there and i'll just i'll there's one space i really like in this one state park and i stay there for the week because nobody else is there and they have wi-fi so i can work from wherever so i stay there i know <laughs> i'm <laughs> camping with Wi-Fi. <laughs> i believe they call that glamping glamping that's <laughs> oh my if you well, put Jesus. me in the you put That's pink flamingos right. out in front of that RV guy. I don't think we can have you back on. Hey, mom, turn the satellite, turn the prime star satellite a little bit. Oh, in here. They're getting cold. But, so, but what I will do is I will then, um, you know, from that campground, you can hike out into the Ozarks in any direction. So I'll usually go up there, I'll set up my base camp and then I'll, I'll pack a pack. Like last time I went up there, I was promoting the M3. So I packed the M3 and I went out and did an overnight. Like I hiked out into the, into the, uh, into the, um, the Ozark national forest. And I did an overnight and took a million pictures and a million video. The next day we got back, changed out packs, changed out gear and went out for another overnight. So I am actually at least camping out in the real world, but my base of operations is an RV. <laughs> <laughs> right on. But There's it's no, no shame. shame. No shame. No. 
it's the best yeah. of both worlds because it's, I mean, it's it's quiet, it's away from the yeah. city, you know. I feel and it's, like the older I get, wherever I go, I just want to be comfortable. Like, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'm not. Call, like, call me a puss all you want. I don't care. I'm not sleeping on the grass anymore. Those days are over. This guys, I'm like, no, no, I'm yeah. not. You know, I march yeah. out into the world with a haversack and some wheat, and I'm gonna yeah. survive. No, like, no, 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 no. Uh, I. The last time I went out, I took my. I've got a nine-month-old um, um, lab that I'm raising and training, and that was her first overnighter. Where we oh, actually awesome. hiked for three or four miles out into the middle of nowhere, and because you know she's so small, normally I'm a hammock guy. I don't even I don't do that sleep on the ground shit. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not my God. Not cutting the pine boughs and you know making the fuck that. No 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 no. I'm sleeping in a hammock with pillows and all that shit. <laughs> I didn't want her in a hammock with me, so I um so I actually I did sleep on the ground a couple times this last trip, but I found like the so nicest, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> like, like three inch super luxe pad. I brought two pillows. I'm like, if I'm sleeping on the ground, I'm gonna be fucking comfortable. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So Crazy. listen. So whenever I was living in North Idaho and Spokane, I, I was a backpacker, and I used to go backpacking nearly every weekend. And a backpacking trip was typically, I don't know, two, three, five miles, whatever, seven miles. Um. And it was always about how can I shed as much freaking weight as I possibly can. So I bought everything that was all, you know, high tech, whatever. Um, And then the ultralight movement kind of hit. And I was like, good God, now I got to replace all of my shit with just lighter stuff. It's all too heavy, my light shit, yeah. And it ended up being that all my fly fishing gear was heavier than just my camping gear. um, Because, like, you just can't get away from a fucking rod, a rod tube, the reel, like, it's just, like, you can't fucking, like, it is what it is. Um, so whenever I first learned about bushcraft, I was still living out in Spokane, and this, and this guy, and he's the one that actually turned me on to axes, it was this dude named Jerry, he was like, yeah, man, I've been watching this, this, uh, bushcraft videos and everything, and I was like, bushcraft, what the fuck is that? He's like, you know, like going out into the woods and it's just like primitive type stuff. You know, like I started hunting turkeys with a with a recurved bow. And I was like, OK, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, and I was like, I should I should get an axe. And this is 2010, 11, 12, something like that. I'm not real sure. And I remember getting online looking for axes and I was at an antique store. And I saw a plum double bit axe and I got on eBay and I was like, should I pay $30 for this plum double bit axe? That seems like a lot of money for, for an axe. Um, and I didn't buy it. I went home and then I just sat there and him and Hall. I was like, oh, and I decided I was like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to get this axe. And I, I still have that axe today. It's hanging above my fireplace. But that's that was my introduction into bushcraft. It was for me. It was like, okay, I'm going to do some really cool, primitive, survival type stuff. I never looked at it at what it is today. And the shit that's coming out today, I think is dumb. I, like I don't what? understand. <clears throat> like, hey, I'm going to go out into the woods and I'm going to take a fucking. Uh, bow drill yeah i'm gonna learn how to i'm gonna learn how to right. use a bow drill go fuck yourself i'm gonna take a goddamn zippo and i'm gonna start a fire a hundred percent of the fucking time right right it's kind of um, getting you know i'll tell you so, I, hey, I mean, I'll tell hey, you, here, so, no you got good no 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 I, right, but, rant over rant over so, so here's here's my take on it here's my take on it is that i mean I've got a pretty good record, you know, at least on social media, being, you know, pretty much, you know, I love everybody, and I don't have shit to talk about anybody. In fact, you know, I'd rather spend my time lifting everybody up as much as possible. And for me, like, who the fuck cares, right? Like, if you want to – because if you want to go out – I don't know how to make a fire by bow drill, and I'd love to learn how to do that. And I think that'd be cool to know how to do. And if I end up in a situation where that's what's going to save my life – then I'm probably fucked because there's probably other things I need to know that I don't know. <laughs> like what night mushrooms not to eat. Like if that's the one thing that's going to take me, I'm probably screwed. 
I'm going to be the guy cutting his arm off or whatever. But my my only issue with all of this shit is when somebody has some shit to say to somebody else about how they do their thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Out, you know what I mean? Like, if I want to go out... Go do your, just go just do your go fucking do your thing, thing, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's... Because nobody, like, with the exception, like I say, like, I know some guys and, you know, not not a small amount of women who literally know how to survive. Like, they literally know how to go out into the woods with a knife and they could literally survive. And I hope I'm with them when the actual zombie apocalypse comes. I'm <laughs> if I don't have my, you know, 30 pounds of gear, but if I don't for have everybody my, else, if I don't pull have up the up, RV! Come on! <laughs> if I don't have my RV and my satellite internet, then I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I can't yeah. order Amazon. But hey, turn you, on Netflix. We gotta get the Tiger King going. Right. I, I oh, let's how, not get into Let's that. watch that season three of Alone. I forgot how to build that up. But if you, you know, if you want to go out and like, so I like, you know, sometimes I go out and I like to just go out. In fact, I find I tend to go out and I put all this pressure on myself. I gotta take a bunch of pictures and I gotta build some cool thing and I gotta. I mean, I I I stop myself sometimes. I'm like. I'm literally like I spent this the whole night out. I did this great hike. I spent this night out with my dog and it was beautiful. It was quiet. And all I could think about was what pictures I was going to take. Like all I could think about was am I, you know, not because I feel the pressure of showing cool gear, but because, you know, I got to I got to promote my brand and whatever. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's really easy to get caught up in that. But, you know, as long as you're straight, yeah, as long as you're honest with yourself and everybody else about what you're doing, you know, like, listen. Yeah, I've got like 30 knives and 30 axes, and I choose from the, the best combination. Awesome. I like matching fire steels. I like awesome. nice leather, and I take all that shit. And sometimes I'm going to take pictures of it. I'd be taking pictures of that shit whether I had a business or not because I just like taking pictures. That's yeah, there I you go. Feed. I just like taking pictures. It's yeah, when, take... some, when I... someone wants to say, oh, yeah, you brought all that shit, but could you da-da-da-da-da? Or, oh, yeah, you've got a 30-pound backpack, but da-da-da. I'm like, fuck you. I carried it in a canoe. What do you care? I, I, I said this before on, uh, on another podcast. You know what I'm saying? But I think people forget that Instagram is a photo-sharing app. That's how it started. It yeah. literally started as a photo sharing app. It wasn't like all this dialogue back and forth, blah, 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 blah. And then Who's obviously got the best lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And who gives a shit if you got 30 axes and 30 knives and you want to pick the best one? And who cares? Yeah, 30 axes. Get in line, schlep. Right. Yeah, I know. That's, a, that's an embarrassing collection. I know. God. Uh, yeah. All right. This is the part of the show where we like to give a shout out, give some love to maybe somebody who isn't getting any love, or you just want to give them a shout out just because you want to give them a shout out. Roy, would you like to go first? I would like to go first. Or would Guy like to go first? No, no, please. Guests first. I'm going first. <laughs> go I'm ahead, Roy. fucking going first. <laughs> this is my buddy Jeff. He lives out in Phoenix. Singer Tree Studio. Um, he does a lot of axe restoration he so this dude loves to go out and get reclaimed wood um mainly eucalyptus um some ironwood occasionally and he buys a lot of my junk heads so inevitably whenever i buy collections there's just total throwaway junk in there and this guy loves cleaning up and fixing up junk heads on thrown away lumber and he does a fantastic job we hung out with him whenever we were in phoenix he's a great guy he took us out in the woods we hung out and he does great work singer tree studio go check out jeff jeff page what do you got guy uh so i want to shout out i was not prepared for the shout out but now i i've thought about this in the last 45 minutes and so motherfucker we told you at the beginning of the fucking show <laughs> right i was like 45 Easy. oh and by yeah. the way that's all right that's all right listen i can think of my feet i'm good i'm good you know honestly i you know again i think i'm on the record of like shout outs are my favorite thing like all my I feel like the best thing I can do with my brand is to talk about other people's brands. Like that's my favorite thing to do. Like that's my, it's my way yeah. of, of, of getting rid of the fucking bullshit 
social media is by using it to right. just be nice, say cool shit about other people. But exactly. I'll tell you, my, my, num- my number one dudes that I want to promote that I'm blown away are not bigger is the Muskoka Bros. And these are three guys in Canada. And by the way, just so your audience knows, I'm not Canadian. About half the people on Instagram think I'm Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> That's because all your fake-ass pictures look like I know. <laughs> and I, I deliberately, I know nobody can see it because you're not seeing the video, but I deliberately wore my Cowboys hat tonight because I'm usually wearing Canadian shit on my uh, video. <laughs> can you spell the, what is it? Musco, what is it? Um, yeah, hold on. I just typed in M-U-S-K and it picked up. M-U-S-K-O-K. A bros. M U S K O K A bros. Muskoka bros. Yeah. So, so what's, what's their jam? So there's these three guys, Dylan, Matt, and David, and Dave, and they're literally like they're the best kind of of you know these guys in social and on YouTube who are like they're literally like. We don't know shit about bushcraft. We don't know anything about knives. We don't know anything about axes, but we want to learn. And so you, you just described Chris Cash. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> and myself, by yeah. the way. I tell him all the time. I'm like, hey man, I just bought a thousand dollar axe and I don't want to use it because I'm really bad at using axes. So. You're right. There you go. <laughs> but these guys, their um, their feed is fucking hilarious. Their graphics are, I mean, it's amazing. Like, they look super pro. Yeah. They just, like, yeah. they podcast. And the podcast is really great. It's just like, hey, we watched this video. We got this cool knife. They're not trying to pretend to be anybody. They're not trying to, you know, they're not trying to get a bunch of sponsors. They're literally, and they're not actually brothers, which I didn't know until about three episodes into their podcast. They're just these three Canadian dudes who love being outside. They've, at least one of them's got a big farm. So they go out and they ride their four wheelers and they got a truck and they do mudding and they just, you know, they're just living kind of an outdoor life and they want to encourage other people to get out there. And whether you've got the cool gear, whether you know anything, just get the fuck off the couch and get outside and the way they do it is just this no holds barred you know they look super legit right like if you look at their yeah their it looks really good yeah. they look like they've got a yeah. production studio behind them they're yes. just super laid back super chill dudes and they're as far as i can tell they're not trying to get anything other than get people to go out and do stuff and buy at the same time just have fun, get other people inspired, but it, but not trying to be anything, pretending that they know anything. They're just cool, awesome dudes who are like they've just got the branding thing down and they've got the yeah. just the the marketing thing down and they've only got a few thousand followers at the moment, I think, and I'm just a it's just a small following on YouTube and I can't imagine why and so it's my mission to try to get these guys awesome. tons of followers because they're just so cool. Very cool. Muskoka Bros. Awesome. Muskoka what bros. I was like scrolling down looking for who their sponsors were. Right? <laughs> I guys, know. They got they some got awesome their... graphics and everything. Yeah, yeah very, I very think cool. One of them is a graphic designer. But oh, has uh... has to be. This stuff is <laughs> this stuff is super nice. Like, yeah, it is just really cool. I mean they were yeah. so that's... top top five people they follow, Meandering Maker, the Hidden Woodsman, Mountain Manly, Presler Woodwork. Woodshop, excuse me, and Vintage Axe Works. Top nice. five. Are you fucking nice. kidding me? I need to. I, I need, need to pay attention I, to these guys. I don't know why you're I gotta, they don't. They don't know you, Chris. They don't know. I'm you gonna. Chris. Well, I gotta DM them and tell them to quit following the maniac. All right, I got uh, <laughs> the fucking maniac. This guy has supported us since day one on the podcast, and he go from small following to somebody who has a huge following. This is my buddy Eric from Dis- Dos Pistolas Metalworks. Oh, Those yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal work. Eric is a metal artist that is insane. He does really, really cool stuff. He's working on this series of shifter knobs right now. And uh, I think I think he's in either Southern California or Arizona, one of those. I don't know. He posted a, a, a big tarantula in his driveway one day, and I was like, where the hell do you live? <laughs> I want to say it was Arizona, maybe. I don't know. But, yeah, Eric from Dos Pistolas Metalworks. So. He, I think he did uh, a little shout out repost on the Axe and Iron podcast, and I started looking it. at him. He's done it every single episode. And I was looking at his stuff, and I was like, "Good God, he makes some really cool shit." Yeah, and, and he is—he like—he's like us. He lives in his shop every single day. 
He makes yeah. these crazy cool big fire pits, and yeah, he's he deserves everything he's he's got because he's killing it, man. He's making some really really cool stuff, and he's pretty relevant too. Like when when stuff comes out for like the Mandalorian, like that Star Wars show came out, he was making a little baby Yoda, and he does all these crazy cool mm-hmm. things, and yeah, he's a talented his, talented. His I sculptures are crazy. I feel like I feel like DOS. No, I see it. I see it. I just I can't get his. I can't get his feed to show up here, but I. Uh, I, he's, I he's, he's trying to I hack got him right now. That's right. That's ah. right. <laughs> yeah. I got Eric it. From, Eric from oh, man. Metalworks. Oh, I love this. Um, I love this Jack Skellington. Oh, man, this is nice. Yeah, he makes some really, really cool stuff. Cool. And he's very active on Instagram. He's a great dude. Now, really does cool. he make fantasy weaponry? Ah. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> guys, oh, thank you so much for being on. Hell yeah, guys. My I'm pleasure. Meandering my Maker. Pleasure. Go follow him and his fake ass photos that he takes. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking asshole! (laughs) No, he's not Canadian. I I could, I could tell you right now. I'm looking at him. He doesn't look Canadian at all. Not Canadian. Canadian. You're an idiot. God damn idiot. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for coming on, man. My pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. Go check out his website. Check out his packs. Check out everything he's doing. It's all made in house. This guy is killing it, and he has some seriously nice stuff. That's a wrap. <laughs>